This Febrenian was given by the Rebbe in <coughs> 1952, Shabbos Bereshis. The previous Rebbe shared that on Shabbos Bereshis, Tzemach Tzedek had the custom of doing Mabar Sedra at great length. And he said, because... On the, but he said it slowly. And he explained why. This is actually the source of the famous teaching, even though the story isn't famous, but the teaching is famous, that the way you approach life in Shabbos Bereshis, that's where the whole year will go. The way you stalls the chavek, kind of, the right, I'm translating it correct, correctly, probably not. In, in fact, I'll tell you the truth is that I'm, tra- I'm translating correctly and not correctly. How do I know I'm translating correctly and not correctly? I was listening to another for bringing this morning, another talk of the Rebbe this morning from Tav Shanun. The Rebbe said that when it says in, in the in this teaching of the of the Tzemach Tzedek, when he was explaining why he does the Mavis Hedge at length, the way you approach life, Shabbos Bereshis, that's where he all year goes, doesn't say what to do. It just says, the way you approach Shabbos Bereshis, the way you the way you set yourself up, it doesn't say exactly what it's referring to. Why isn't it say details? It just says, in a general way, without anything, any, any detail. Never says but the reason doesn't say any details because it's not only referring to a specific detail. Just like the creation of the world refers to the creation of every detail in the world, so to the new energy we get in Shabbos Bereshis encompasses every single part of of our lives. Um, thank you. So, so, so the Middle Rebbe, for example, says that if you don't. If you, try, if you try to prepare for davening, you try to meditate, you think of things in a, in a general way, so it's not going to help. You have to think of the details. You have to think about practically what, 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 what's going to happen. So you're thinking about how a whole year should go. That must include details. Because the word year in Hebrew is associated with the word change. So therefore there has to be a lot of... When you're talking about a new year, the word shana has two meanings. Shana means... Repetition, and shana means change. So a year means a, a a repetition of the previous year. True, it's the same cycle. And then there's so many different different things that are that are changing. So it's true that the Torah tells us we're always supposed to go higher than we were before, but it's in the still it seems in the same category, and therefore it's it's um, and, and in this. In this renewal of the in this of the parameters of a year, we could approach this and do things as if it was brand new or really brand new. As the Torah says, "Lo'elam," a person should always look at the Torah mitzvahs as if it's brand new. Or as another text in the Talmud says that it's really brand new. So, especially because Shabbos Bereshis, we read about the creation of the whole world. So that's to be a new energy. So, it doesn't say the specific um, things we're supposed to renew because we have to make a renewal in everything. And each place of Bethesda has to focus on what that place needs and that time needs and the circumstances that are needed there. Um, that was just a... Um, uh, 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 that's what we said in Tavshin, 1990. Getting back to uh, the Ferenc that we're learning now, the Rebbe, this, this teaching of the, of the previous Rebbe was about Maber Sedra. That the reason you're supposed to see Mavis Sedra slowly is because the way this the Shabbos goes, the whole year goes. So the previous Rebbe shared 
that when the Tzemach Tzedek would say the Chumash every week, as, as the Allah is supposed to say the Chumash twice with the Unkelis, he wouldn't just say the Unkelis, he also would say it with Rashi, and also with Ramban, and he wouldn't do it first, say the whole Chumash, and then the whole Chumash again, and then the whole Unkelis, go verse by verse with Unkelis, with Rashi, with Ramban. Um, he didn't say if he did this every week, but he did the Shabbos Barashas. So either way, um, the saying Maver Sedra, saying they're reviewing the Chumash with the Aramaic translation at length, has relationship specifically to Shabbos Barashas. Why? Because we want the year to be in a comfortable way. In the year, we want things to be in a way that there's an abundance, that the things are, are, are um, we, have, we, have, we have the full bracha of Hashem. It's not in a contracted, limited way. We want it to be, you know, open and full and, and, and not limitations, with abundance. So therefore, the way the Torah is read as, by every Jew before the Shabbos Barashas, it's all supposed to be read in the same way, at length. I'm not trying to, like, you know, cut corners and do it as fast as you can. You're supposed to do it at length, slowly, carefully, and paying attention. I didn't share the story, but there was a chassid. His name was Leib Shenin. He's a Rav in Dokshitz. And he said, that it says somewhere in Chassidus, that um, when you uh, read um, a whole parsha at once, you're not supposed to interrupt when you do my message. You're supposed to read the whole parsha at once. So he said that the reason was do it all at once, it's like it says somewhere in this is that there's a, there's a light of Hashem that's brought down by each letter, light of Hashem that's brought down by each word. We have a whole Torah portion together, there's a new light that's, that, that, that encompasses it all, a higher kind of light. A higher light that, that you create by the, the whole parsha together. So this Rav, sometimes people would call him up with a shayla. They'd call him up, it was induction, they didn't have any phones then. So the people would come to him, later would come to him, he's at the last parsha it is, and he would stop and answer the question. The lady came with the chicken asking a shayla. You would answer the question, they start all over again. It happens three or four times. He would stop in the middle and start all over again. Um, anyway, so. Um, uh, okay, anyway, so, 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 uh, so there's, there is a unique. I'm just saying there's, there's a unique thing in Mahabir Sedra. It's, it's something which, which, ha, which is really important. So here. The Rebbe says that you say it at length. Why you say it at length? Because you want things to be abundant. And that's referring to the physical. By the Jewish people, everything in their lives are according to Torah. So being in a state of abundance refers to reading the Torah portion, reading the first Torah portion. That gives a... Um, that, that, gives, that empowers the blessing of Hashem for the whole year, that all matters of Jewish people should be with abundance. By reading the Torah in a way of abundance, with, with slowly and carefully, that causes abundance in everything. That's also the reason for the Jewish custom, the meaning of the Jewish people's Torah, to add in Shabbos Barashas in buying mitzvahs and adding in donating and auctioning for the honors on, and for all joyous things that we, we contribute to in the Shabbos, more than any other Shabbos, more than any other Shabbos of Archim. Because the way we, we approach Shabbos Barashas, that's the way the whole year goes, and therefore we want to specifically uh, give the Shabbos and donate the Shabbos because this, the, way, the way we give the Shabbos, that's, so that, that, that brings bracha to the whole year. 
This is also connected to the theme of Shabbos Bereshis. In addition to it being the very first Shabbos of the Torah, this also has relationship to the specific theme of the Torah portion. Shabbos Bereshis is a general parsha, and there are many um, all-encompassing fundamental things discussed in this week's Torah portion. Creation, Shabbos Bereshis also is the Torah portion that encompasses the largest span of history. We have in Shabbos Bereshis from the beginning of creation until right before the flood, more than 1,500 years. No other Torah portion has as many, as many years as this Torah portion. And the um, time between the generation of Adam, the generation of Noah, which is discussed in the sixth Torah portion, um, they live longer than generations later. The generations from Noach, from Noah to Abraham, were much shorter because there was a, a more, more of a revelation of God's kindness um, uh, in the... It says that every Shabbos we say um, chapter 118 uh, in Tilm. Right, 118? Yeah. Um, not 118. What, what chapter? What chapter is that? Okay, whatever chapter that is. So, Kitev Kilm Chaste. It's 118? 118, right? Yes, 118. So, so that, that chapter of Tilm... We mentioned Hashem's kindness is everlasting 26 times because there are 26 generations that were nourished by the kindness of Hashem before the Torah was given. But in, the, in other words, it wasn't because of their merit that they received sustenance from Hashem, rather it was because of God's infinite kindness. So, um, so we say God's kindness is everlasting again and again, and we're referring to that time period where, where there was no um, effort on man's part that would warrant God's blessings. In that time period itself, the time period that, re- that required more of a God's benevolence that was less deserving was generations between Adam and Noach. And that was when there was a full revelation of God's infinite kindness, which is called in Kabbalah the kindness of Arach. So since Shabbos Bereshis is a, is, a, is a generic, fundamental, all-encompassing parsha, so the lessons that we learn from things that were discussed in this week's parsha our general lessons for the entire year, as the Altar said, is live with the time. So we're supposed to live with the instructions in this parsha, and these aren't just instructions. Like I mean, every parsha comes once a year, but here this parsha has generic, encompassing lessons. So, and and so in that context, there again a discourse on the meaning of God taking Adam and putting him in Ganeden work the garden, and to guard the garden. Um, should we do the discourse? Let's do the discourse. 26 times it's repeated in that correlates to what again? Because it's kind of everlasting. But why 26? Because there are 26 generations ah. from, from till the beginning of the Torah. Ah. Since the 26 generations of the giving of the Torah, so that, that reflects that... Uh, that time. Uh, so it wasn't. Uh, so it's not Psalm 118. What Psalm is it? Hold on. It's. Um, uh, it's Psalm 136. Okay. Um, 
And let's not do the discourse now. Let's go further in the Febrain. Uh, after we created this discourse, Debe spoke about the idea that after the holiday season, tradition is we announce Yaakov went on his journey. Just like it says in the Torah that Yaakov met Lavan and Yaakov went on his journey, so too there is a, a spiritual counterpart to Yaakov leaving Lavan, and that is us leaving the holiday season going into what we need to do throughout the year. So Yaakov leaving Lavan spiritually means Lavan, although he was a very wicked person, but in general, Chassidus says that in order to create a lower kind of being, you have to have a higher kind of energy. Because only God's, like, like just like the, because we're just the 26, 26 generations. Because of God's infinite kindness, that's why they were sustained. They had no merit to deserve their existence. So, similar way, Lavan is related to the word Loivan Ha'elyein. Lavan means white, and it refers to this spirit, the supernal whiteness that's revealed in Yom Kippur. Lavan is about how Hashem will cause all of our sins to be white like snow. And Lavan kisses Yaakov. That refers to on Yom Kippur, how Hashem reveals His love to each of us. That's the meaning of Yaakov leaving Lavan and being kissed by Lavan. The spiritual meaning is that on Yom Kippur, the Abisha kisses us and He takes all of our sins and, 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 he, and He turns and he, and he forgives us. Then there was said, and then after Yaakov leaves Lavan, it says that he continues on his journey and he arrives at the border of Israel. And there, at the border of Israel, there are two groups of angels. One group of angels from outside of Israel and one group of angels from within Israel. So spiritually, what this means is after you come from Kippur and after we receive this kiss of Hashem, Hashem has forgiven us. Now we are at, right at the border of Israel, and within one moment, the word moment in Hebrew, shah, means to turn. Like in this week's Torah portion, it says, God turned to heaven. The word the Torah uses for turning is shah. Shah also means hour, moment. So as a gitzach norakher, the Bible says, if a Judas turns, he just turns in the right direction. He's already in, in Eretz Yisrael, he's ready to, ready to enter Israel in a perfect way. He's ready for the coming of Mashiach. Uh, had Yaakov um, it says that Yaakov the next Torah portion after Vayetzi where it says Yaakov met the, met the angels Yaakov sent messengers to Esau. So it says that if Yaakov wouldn't have sent angels to Esau but he would, would have relied on God's assistance, so then things would have been okay. He wouldn't have had to deal with the whole, the whole thing. So um, Mashiach could have come right then. So in a similar way, after experiencing Yom Kippur, etc., and all the Yom Tevim, a Jew just needs to turn towards Hashem. I, read the, I heard this Rabbi Leader, this uh, video of Rabbi Leader this morning, it's fantastic. Um, uh, he says that uh, he's speaking to his mother, and the mother was walked into his office, and the first thing she says is, um, I, I'm, I'm a failure, and I'm always saying the wrong things to my kids. He says, stop right there. The moment you say you're a failure, you're going to continue being a failure. You have to say to yourself, I'm not a failure. God entrusts me with these children. They're going to do the right thing. If, if you can't say that. So in a similar way, they're saying over here, 
you, you're by the border of Israel. You're able just to turn towards Eretz Yisrael and you could bring Mashiach right away. So, so personally, just like the Sashu is Yaakov, if he wouldn't have sent messengers to Esav, he would have had Mashiach then. So too is true for every Jew that after all the revelations of Yom Kippur, after Hashem has given us the Levana Elyon, He's given us this revelation, the supernal whiteness, and it's drawn down internally into us throughout the holiday of Sukkot, throughout the holidays of Shemini Yat and Simchas Torah. We are now spiritually in the border of Israel. We're ready to for Mashiach. So it, it says in Tanya that whenever we say the word Slach Lanu, forgive us, Hashem, for sure Hashem forgives us. And that's where, that's why we're able to say a bracha, bracha to Hashem. Usually the halacha is if you're not sure if you can say a bracha or not, you can't say a bracha. So how can we say to Hashem, blessed are you, God, who forgives us, who says He's forgiving you? And the altar says in Tanya, in chapter 11, Gersa Tshuva, that means, the fact that you can say a bracha, means for sure Hashem forgives you. There's no question Hashem forgives you. So that's why after the bracha of Slach Lanu, the next bracha is the bracha of Geula. Why is the bracha of Geula right after the bracha of Slach Lanu? Because if Hashem forgives you, what happens next? Mashiach. So therefore, those two brachas are put together. If there would not have been another sin after Rachel Slach Lanu, then the Jewish people would have been redeemed immediately. Slach Lanu and the Geula. Just because we're, uh, if we wouldn't have sinned immediately after the Slach Lanu somewhere, then we would have been forgiven. Then Mashiach would have come. So how much more so after Yom Kippur and after the whole revelation of Yom Kippur and the subsequent holidays when we internalize revelation of Yom Kippur, um, for sure we're ready for the Geula. So when we're going out to our service of Hashem, ja- Yaakov goes on his journey, we have to know that Yaakov is able to be there, be ready for Mashiach. The word Yaakov has in it two parts. Yud, Ekev. The Yud refers to the highest level of Atzilus, level of Chachma. And Ekev refers to the heel. So Yaakov going on his journey means that we are meant to elevate the world. We're meant to elevate the world in the time of the exile especially. Just like Adam, he was only able to elevate the world when he was exiled from Ganeden. That's why he was exiled. He was exiled from Ganeden only in order to elevate the world. So to the reason why a Jew is sent out into the world is to elevate the world in the time of the exile. So a Jew has to know that in this time that he is sent out into the world, he has to know that he's on the border of Israel. And he has the power, and he has the ability, in one moment, in one second, to enter Israel with the true and complete Geula. But how does he do this? How does he bring Geula? How does every Jew have the power to bring Mashiach? By revealing the innermost dimension of his heart. Oh. The Ptimius Aleph. By revealing the innermost dimension of your heart, which is in a state of exile because... Exile means that it's there, but it's in prison. It can't do what it wants to do. So, the, so it says in Tanya, in the fourth chapter of Begers HaKodesh, the author says that because we get, in, get involved in earthiness and obsessed with earthiness and physical things, so the deepest part of our heart is in a state of exile. It's not revealed. It's, um, it's, it's, it's love for Hashem. So there it says, for example, when you give tzedakah, so tzedakah um, is something that you also invest, tzedakah is with money that you've put your, your, your heart into, and more. Oliver says that people say things and do things to their money that don't make, it doesn't make any sense. That a person gives his hard-earned money 
the charity, the says he's revealing his neshama from destruction. He, he's saving his soul from destruction because because Adabu compares tzedakah to a circumcision. Just like the foreskin uh, c- covers the, um, the heart, which spiritually means just like our, en- our engrossment and our obsessment with the physical causes our neshama to be in exile and, and, and hidden and, and, and not, and not, and not um, pumping and not, and not being manifest in our lives. So conversely, by giving the tzedakah away to another person with happiness and gladness of heart, you are doing a circumcision. So, so the, the foreskin is, represents our, engross, our, our obsession with the physical, and tzedakah represents a circumcision. So anyway, so that's what it says there in Gersh HaKedosh. So therefore, the Altarbis says, that's why it says in, that the only way we're redeemed is through tzedakah. Because when you give tzedakah, you're causing a personal redemption of yourself. So the says now that we have to realize that we're on the border of Eretz Yisrael. And we're able to bring the Geula personally. Just like the Altar Rebbe said, says in Gemara Yerushalmi, that if one Jew would do tshuva, complete tshuva, Mashiach would come. So everyone's able to reveal their own innermost part of the heart, the spark of Mashiach within them. And through this, they affect all the Jewish people and they're able to bring Mashiach to the world. So, in short, what do we learn today? We learned, number one, that this Shabbos is a Shabbos which has an effect on the whole year and all the details of the year. We think of both with the details and the circumstances that we're in, what Hashem wants us to do here and now. And at the same time, it has to be done in a way with make decisions in a new way, with a new energy, uh, coming in because we're entering the Shabbos Bracious, the Shabbos of Truths, about the renewal of the whole world. And there's a special emphasis on giving stock of this Shabbos because we want things to be in a way of abundance. And the second thing we learned was, in the second talk of the Shabrangan, they spoke about how coming from Yom Kippur, and Yom Kippur is like the kiss of love unto Yaakov, which spiritually means the revelation of God's love to each of us, and we're cleansed, and therefore we're able to immediately come to Mashiach. How do we come to Mashiach? We're able to reveal in ourselves, each of us can reveal in ourselves the innermost part of the heart. And by revealing the spark of Mashiach in ourselves, as Altabas says, when one Jew does tshuva, perfectly even one Jew, that brings the Geula for the entire world. After ever finished the, uh, this talk, he asked all the guests who were present, who were visiting the Rebbe for, um, for Sukkot and Rosh Hashanah. And he says, now all the guests who are actually going on their journeys, in a simple sense, uh, after Shabbos, and Shabbos Karet, they should say, L'chaim, because they need to take food for the road. I take food, food for the road. By uh, by saying Um then never continued t- talking about again the love of Yaakov to Lavan, which again means love of Hashem to us, and a way of a kiss. It says that ya- it says the Jewish people are called a child. Hashem says, and therefore I love them. Rebbe Hashab once had a discourse about this love of Hashem, and he said that he's saying this discourse without any preparation. Usually, Rebbe Hashab would prepare for the discourse. So in general, when you say someone loves someone, it's really their love from themselves. Like, you love your children because they're your children. So it's, it's a really it's a love of yourself. But we see that everybody loves a child, even if it's not your son. And you, you love your children, whether they're young or old, but to a child, everyone feels a love for a child. It's not because of love for yourself you love a child. That's bec- just because Hashem made 
a, a love in every person's essence to a child. And so too it says about Hashem, He loves a child, He loves a Jewish because they're a child. It's a love which has, nothing, which is, which has, has to do with the one He loves, not, love, not, not, not because of Himself, but rather because of, because of who He loves. So in order for a person to get that love of Hashem, the love of Hashem's essence, a Jew has to make himself a child. Because says in the Torah, because the Jewish people are a child, therefore I love them. How do we become a child? So regarding becoming an adult, there are some things that every person could do. For example, um, it says about Tisha B'av. You only shouldn't work on Tisha B'av if you're a scholar. Anyone else should work on, on Tisha B'av. But it says everyone should try to be a scholar, not work. And on the other hand, there are other things the Torah says, don't do it unless you're on that level. Otherwise, it's arrogant. Like, if you try to do something which is beyond your level, it's arrogant. But regarding being a child, everyone could be a child without any lengthy meditation, without making too many calculations. But, and, and more, even those who are on a level of achieving great things, they're able and they need to make themselves children. Like, we find that tzaddikim, although they could turn to Hashem and say, we deserve A, B, and C, they don't turn to Hashem and say we deserve. They turn to Hashem and they say, give us a present. So when we talk about Yaak, a love and kissing Yaakim, Yaakov's children, which again means the revelation of God's love to each of us, who did love and kiss? He kissed the children. That means that there's a revelation of Hashem specifically because because Israel is a child because the Jewish people are called Hashem's children. And this love of Hashem empowers us to go on the journey. Hashem specifically says Yaakov goes on the journey. Yaakov is not the name of the, it's not the virtuous name of the Jewish people. It's talking about the way we are children. And so, so uh, at this time, we're supposed to go on the road securely, knowing that because of the love of Hashem, all the limitations, all the measurements, all the concealments of godliness that are preventing us from fulfilling God's intent will all be nullified and eradicated. And this will and for sure this will be not only with chesed and rachim, because obviously it will be chesed and rachim, but rather chesed and rachim means with kindness and mercy, obviously with kindness and mercy. This, that's, that's obvious. Rather, it will be more than that, it will be with joy and with exultation. And uh, then there began the nigin of Akiva Simcha Seiteu, with joy we will leave, Akiva Simcha Seiteu, and the middle of the, of the nigin stood up and danced. And after the nigin said, there should be a joyous year, in a way, we should see with our eyes that there's a reason to be joyous, both physically and spiritually. We've got to be children. Children means, I think it means that we got to be simple people following Hashem without making... making you guys say, uh, when, when Yaakov Thank you meet, much. Really? Wow, I never heard that. That's interesting. It was in time of the Wow. Wow. Wow.